the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. Thursday, December 14th, 2023. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. Welcome to Beckler and Shauna Uh Friend of the show, Steve, was wondering... Uh, he said, this is a message. He said, do you guys realize your out-of-context clips are almost always from the very first clip of the podcast after the intro? Is that on purpose? Just something I noticed. Cheers. Uh, and I said, well, I think what's, what happens there is that when we build the podcast, we put what we think are our best segments at the start. Right. Because think about how a podcast yes. audience listens. Think about the behavior. Everybody starts in the same place. Yeah. And then we always want to start strong and then keep you as long as we can. That's right. Before and ho- you tune away. Hopefully everyone listens to the end, but we get it. Not everybody does. Yeah. It's not like what we do on the radio when our audience starts smaller early in the morning and then builds up to kind of a peak yes. mid morning. So that's where we put all of our strongest stuff mm-hmm. on the radio show. So you're, I mean, you're hearing the segments often out of order from how they happened on the air. But we're basically just doing it, assuming that you might not make it to the end of the podcast. So that would be why that out-of-context clip often comes from what yes. we feel is our uh, the best thing we did on the air that day, mm-hmm. which is usually right at the start. Uh, not always, though. Sometimes like, when I put the podcast together, I just look to see how it flows. Like, I don't want... Yeah, I suppose we could do separate ones for the podcast, but that's a lot of work. But we could take one from the end of the podcast, I suppose. But, but, but you know, yeah, sorry. Like when I assemble the segments, I like I don't want two like super serious breaks back to back. So yeah. you feel like we're bogged down in it. I don't want two like super stupid breaks back to back. No. Because then you're like, oh, these two are really dumb. We try and balance the show out that way as well. We do, and I also some serious and some stupid shit. I mean, you know. You may have noticed that I usually alternate when I put it together. I'll go like one of you, one of Shauna's breaks, one of my breaks, because you and I bring different types of content to the show. Yeah. So I feel like even like the the voice you hear first will Mm -hmm. keep you on your toes more than if it was all me or all Shauna. So that's the goal there. That gives you a little insight into how we assemble the curtain. That's right. That's right. Uh, On today's show, we're going to talk about uh, the Canadian government's plan to reduce farts. (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> Another literal business name. It's unofficially Throwback Thursday, so we'll talk about how people used to hang out, young people, before the age of cell phones. And here is the aforementioned... Out, out of, of context con- clip. Although this one isn't from the first segment today. This one's from deeper in the podcast. There you so. go. Stop the Quit farting! <laughs> Stop the farts! The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Someone posted on this group I'm a part of, and it was... Uh, it was a girl. She was talking about this guy she was seeing, and he was wearing tidy whities And then everybody in this post was making fun of this dude for wearing the tidy whitey. And I don't understand. What? Why does the tidy whitey get such a bad rap? What is wrong with a guy wearing a tidy whitey? I think it's because they're seen as like... The old gran- man thing? Yeah, is that what is it? Okay. Grandpa. Grandpa gitch. So you see Kinda them like the granny panties of, of the male world, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, because I was just thinking about that. I'm like, I, I have to be honest with you. I don't mind the tidy whitey. I think they're cute. I think, I mean, it's not what I'm into, but it, how it looks depends on the person who's wearing them. Mm. Okay. You know, I think like if you're fit and tan and stuff, you could pull off the tidy whiteys. Right, yeah. If, like the Calvin Klein tidy whities like the briefs, those look damn good. Yeah, you're you, right, if you're tanned and fit. Are you talking about like the, what's the cut called? Like this boxer's briefs, boxer briefs, like the 
the ones that are kind of like bikini cut. Is that what you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, that's what I'm talking <laughs> about here. Because, I mean, yeah, there's like the sacks, which is a bit longer. The, those yeah. are the boxer briefs. And then when we were kids, of course, it was like the massive oversized boxers with like Simpsons characters on them. Which yeah. Is, the only reason those worked is because our parents were so That huge. was ridiculous. When you think about it, like you had gigantic shorts underneath. They <laughs> you had like board shorts under your pants yeah, all right? the time. It, like those like swim drunks. That does not keep your water buffalo <laughs> in place. So what was the point of even having those loose fitting boxers? Really no point. But our jeans were so huge. I That's suppose why. so. But in fact, like swim trunks would have kept your your job yeah, you know your grand funkin that's exactly <laughs> it like that makes way more sense this buff i mean even white gets in general you're you're playing with fire there i know that's the issue i white got ones mckenna bought me a like a five pack of really nice boxers recently and there was a white pair amongst those and uh, it's yeah. the first white pair of gitch i've owned in a long time did you and just let throw me tell you right out no i just tread very carefully around oh, those you yeah. know wear them for short stints that sort of never work out in them or anything. Like, see, I'm going to be honest. If if Cliff ever got a white pair of them, I think I would take them and immediately just burn them. I'd be like, we're not even going to give those a shot, okay? You, you don't want to know what secrets will be revealed. I by don't want to know. We're just going to throw secrets. T- Toss those. I do not want to see what happens after you put those on for one or two uses. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. Yesterday was such a perfect winter day. It was beautiful. Warm, sunny, no yeah. wind. McKenna and I went for a walk. It was chicken soup for the soul, Shauna. It sure was chicken soup for the chicken soul. Chicken soup for the soul. Do you remember those books? It's funny you bring this up. I was just thinking about this when we were talking about the greatest uh, sick food of all time and I was like, chicken soup. I mean, there was all those books about it. So <laughs> For your soul. For your soul. For chicken your soul soup too. for your soul. If you don't remember, they were, there were these books in the 90s. Chicken Who couldn't not remember I don't those? Know if, if you're younger, they oh. weren't. I mean, they they were collections of motivational stories, and they were huge. Huge. Everybody got them. All the offshoots. There was chicken. There was chicken soup for the soul. That was yeah. the first one. Then there was a second helping. No. Oh, and yeah. then there was like a third bowl of chicken soup, and then like a cup of soup. For I remember the chicken soup got, for the teenage soul, yes. and for the I don't know some other souls. Because they the had souls. some pretty like what's the word I'm looking for? Like stories that dealt in subject matter that normally people wouldn't talk to you about. Mm, they yeah. were pretty like out there, I guess, for the time. I guess so. And then they got into like chicken soup for the golfer's soul, the oh, pet yeah. owner's soul, the Jewish soul. Mm-hmm. Uh, there have been 321 chicken soup books, Shauna. Holy hell. I almost swore there, by the way. <laughs> 21. They're <laughs> still making them. They've sold 500 million copies of Chicken Soup for the Soul book. Well, let's be honest. If you have a formula like that for that works, you're going to take that oh, to the man. bank. And you know how many souls there are? There's an unlimited amount of souls, Beckler, and they all need chicken soup. So, <laughs> And all the different types of souls, right? You keep right? feeding those souls. Yeah. And really, I mean, the, the, the two guys that started the franchise, they don't like write the stories or anything. Nope. They just collect them. Oh, it's, what a genius. Yeah. How do we I get on that program? how much money they have. To that chicken soup money. That's a chicken thing. I probably got more money than the Campbell's chicken soup people, they than the Lipton do. people. Oh, hey? absolutely. They are the soup gods. Because they're the only ones making it for your soul. Yeah. There's no competition in no, that market. No, there's not. No. Maybe that's why the younger generation is pessimistic. You know, why they're dealing with the issues that they're dealing with. It's mm-hmm. not the economy or the prospects for the future. They haven't warmed up their souls with a hot bowl of chicken soup. That's 
probably exactly what it is. Yeah. Like, this is why the children of today are sitting on cakes and doing all that kind of stuff and filming it because they haven't Big had therapy their bills, all that stuff. Warmed up by the, the soup. You just need to pour a bowl of chicken soup down into your soul and you'll feel better. Well, Here's there's you. 321 of them to read, so get on it. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Here's a bit of stoner chat for you, Beckler. But I got thinking about insurance yesterday. So my dad used to be an insurance agent and he was like car insurance and and house insurance, that kind of stuff. Uh, But when it comes to car insurance, they basically do the math on how likely you are to get in an accident, right? Mm -hmm. So they calculate the odds based on your age, your gender, your past accidents, basically any piece of information they can get on you. They take that and then they will charge you based on the likelihood of you getting into an accident. Mm -hmm. They're essentially gambling on your likelihood of getting into a car crash. I guess that's exactly what they're doing. And you're you're gambling against them, aren't you? You are. They're like, hey, I bet you don't crash. And yep. you're like, bet I do. Honestly. <laughs> How much but, you want to bet? A couple hundred bucks a month? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then I got thinking about life insurance. And it's the same thing. They charge you based on your likelihood of dying early. Yeah. They take all of the stats about you and everything they yeah. can find about your family history and your medical history and everything that they can possibly find. And these people are then going, all right, you <laughs> not super likely to die early, we don't think. So you can pay a little less. You, Jesus, Terry, you got to <laughs> lay off the darts. Good chance of dying early. So we're going to charge you a lot more. Bet you don't die. Oh, I bet I do. Honestly. <laughs> Which, it's it's really weird. amazing to me that insurance is like... One of the few fields where not only can you still discriminate against people, yep. it's kind of what it's all about. That's isn't all it? it's like, about. You're talking about vehicle insurance. Yep. Like you're like, look at your your age, your gender. Yep. Every fact like that. Like we're told not to stereotype people based mm-hmm. on these things, and insurance is like we're stereotyping the on hell everything. out of you. Yeah. And then we're gonna charge you based on that. Oh yeah, and it was hilarious because again, growing up with my dad and my insurance, for example, yeah, you have a certain type of car. Well, that car because the likelihood that people are souping them up and crashing them, that one's worth more, way way more. Like yeah. guys at a certain age are far more likely yeah. to get into an accident. So there, it's nuts. But yeah, it's just a weird thing to think about. You're taking a step back, and when you get life insurance, that person, not them necessarily, but there is the person at the top who has developed software to essentially gamble on your likelihood of dying, and they're betting on you. They are. They must have some crazy data, too, hey? It would be weird to see. You know how, like, psychics, they will look at your hands and be like, oh, you have a nice long lifeline. If you were a psychic and you were smart, you'd get the data that insurance companies have and use that to see your likelihood of living. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, you were born here. You're this gender. You're yeah. this race. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm thinking you're, you're exposed gonna... to this much sunlight. Yeah. You're eating this. Yeah, it's... all that. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. Unofficially throwback Thursday on the show. Yeah. So in my hometown, there's a long commercial stretch of road near my parents' house where like many of the businesses are located. It'd be like you know Center Street here or McLeod yeah. Trail, that sort of thing. Uh, and my pa- mom said they were leaving dinner the other night, and there were two cars kind of racing up and down. And she said when she was growing up. That was the street where everybody would go on Friday or Saturday night, and they would just cruise around. Oh, yeah. And she said, like, she would get in a vehicle with all of her her girls, and they'd drive up and down, hoping to meet, like, a vehicle full of guys, and then they'd pull into a parking lot somewhere and meet each other. And and I was thinking, she was asking if if, if our generation did that. And I said, we didn't do much of that. No. And I I think that's because... Like, I, you and I were the very first generation of high schoolers where everybody had a cell phone. It's true. So we didn't have to just like 
drive around the you know, up. you know the main strip trying to meet people, see who's out that night. You could just text or call. Uh, although the cruising still definitely happens on 17th Ave. Oh, for sure. That, but the people driving up and down showing off their nice vehicles. And it's hilarious because if you sit on a patio on 17th Ave in the summer or something and you just watch, you'll see the same car go around yeah. and around. It's always <laughs> nice cars, of course, and they'll just go around and then, oh, there it goes again. Oh, there it goes again, just to show off and cruise, which is still super fun. I was like, yeah, you have a nice car? Hell yeah, you cruise. And if you spent like 200000 bucks on right, it, yeah. you want to be in it, not just taking it somewhere, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Hey, should we get back in the car? Yeah. Or, oh, I'm kind of having So I respect that. But yeah, it's definitely not the same as you you're like piling in for your friends to pick people up in your cars. Right. No. And I mean, they de- they depict that sort of like cruising in Dazed and Confused on that yep. 70s show. So it must have been very, very common at the time for, totally. for young people on a weekend. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we didn't, uh, we didn't really have to do that Mm-mm. because no, we got the cell just, phones. It's incredible how like just being able to call someone or text someone from the road totally changed our behavior like that. Yeah. Cause even then I always thought like if you were, if you grew up in the seventies or eighties pre cell phone and you missed getting picked up, what did you do? Like, were you just kind of in for the night then? Cause yeah. You don't know where people are. You can't call them. It's you very can't, true. You know, if they change locations, I, good luck. That's yeah, it for you. You'd have to be a lot more patient and be a little looser with your plans. And more organized too, yep, right? totally. Okay, so we're going to meet here. Yep. And then we're going to go here, just so I know. I still feel <laughs> myself because my sister had the pager. She had the pager? Which is so funny to me. <laughs> She was like an on-call doctor. She had a pager, and it was just like, "What do you do with that? Like, you can't even text. It, you know what I mean? Like, somebody texts you. I don't even know how that works. Like, SOS. What does that mean? From who? You look at or the you number. Just see who called. Oh, oh I, guess. I missed a call from this person. Yeah, would be good to know cool. what they wanted. I guess I won't. Don't know. Won't ever. <laughs> and Shauna podcast. So your sister is five years older than you, correct, Shauna? Yes. So she would have missed cell phones in high school. Uh, yeah, she had it at the end of high school, but yeah, uh, she first had a pager. So had the pager, hey, mm-hmm. a pager. <laughs> I mean, I understand it was the, the the most advanced technology available at the time, the pager. But even at the even at the time, I didn't think they were that no. cool. Like my dad had one for work, and I call him, and then like twenty five minutes later, he'd call back and say, "Hey, what'd you need?" That's like, it. That's- like, and then that's at least for work, whereas for my sister, it was just for novelty of friends. So a friend could text her and then she'd eventually, I don't know, see them in the schoolyard or phone them <laughs> back when she got to a land. I don't know. Yeah. Some of them had the ability to receive texts, right? Right. I don't know. But the one, the one my dad didn't, had, did not. I don't think my sisters did. I remember uh, I was at a hockey rink one time with the guy. We were in between games. One of my teammates, we'd have been like, I don't know, maybe 12 years old. So in the heyday of the pager and this this guy came up to my my buddy and he's started talking real terry looking guy and he's like no hey you know i haven't seen you know i haven't seen you or your mom in a while he's like ah you know i broke up with my girlfriend and then his pager beeped and he's like oh gotta go and he hustled off and my buddy looks at me and he's like a friend of my mom's he thinks he's really cool because he broke up with his girlfriend and now he's got this pager (laughs) (laughs) this guy just thought he was hot shit because his pager beeped dear lord That is just phenomenal. Yeah, my sister had the pager, and then she did have a cell phone. My sister and I are complete opposites, though. She was one of those people who used to spend, like, four hours a night on the phone with her Uh. friends just talking. And I hate the phone. Like, I I do not like talking on the phone at all. If you don't have the important something to say, I don't like just shooting the shit on the phone. No. That's all she would do for hours. Hours Did she have her own line? She did, yep. 
Yeah, because she was bogging down ours, so my parents gifted her own line for her birthday one year. And Was this prior to MSN? Mm, and ICQ just, and... ICQ was the thing she had, yeah. And, okay. Uh, no, that was still in conjunction, too, but she just loved gossiping with friends. That was her thing. And you're more get to the point, hey? Oh, man. It reminds me of that scene in Family Guy where Peter calls Quagmire just to talk. Yellow. Hey, Quagmire. Hey, Peter, what's up? How much? Well, what do you want? Nothing. I'm just going yep. to talk. Nope. What are you thinking about? What? What do you mean, what am I thinking about? You called me. I just wanted to say hi. So what do you do? <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's, uh, Let's get to it. What do you need? That's it for what sure. What do you need? <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Well, Shane Holmes can give you exactly what you need with their affordable customization. And we really do mean that. Some of the options that they have available, um, things that you would think you'd only find in, like, real expensive custom houses. Yeah, and you can request all kinds of stuff. They're down to take what you want, and they'll make it happen. I think it's actually, like, one of their favorite parts of the job. I agree. It's like coming it's the up creativity with, that comes yeah, with it, right? Yeah. Unique solutions to your needs. Learn more at ShaneHolmes.com. Shane Holmes. The better way to build. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. You may have seen this, but uh, City Councilor Dan McLean has been sanctioned for reportedly playing golf during a council meeting. I did see this. This is a fun story. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so a complaint was launched after it appeared he was distracted and then he missed a vote. And then somebody apparently has spotted him in what appeared to be a golf cart. And then somebody spotted a golf glove. And all of a sudden, they did an investigation and realized he was, in fact, playing golf during this. this was virtual, he on video? It was a virtual, yes. It, How did they not notice the golf course? Did he have like a fake backdrop? I don't on? know. <laughs> I don't know the details. I just saw this and I was like, oh boy. Okay. Um, <laughs> But here's the thing. He claims it was part of business, right? It was a charity tournament, and he said he was doing it because there were some big movers and shakers, people that were important to his ward, and that's why he was a part of this tournament. It was actually the Shane Holmes Charity Golf Tournament. Okay. And so in that case, I was like, if it is a charity tournament, it is important for you to be at these things. I guess, again, perhaps, A, it looks bad for the city, I suppose, because you're not... At yeah, meeting. I read this story and had a hard time getting upset about it. And that's it. Because I was like, who hasn't done that? Who well, has- that's all I could think about is how many virtual meetings have you been doing other things while oh, at man. all of them? And I've been doing things that are far less professional than a charity golf tournament, so, let me tell yeah. you. Okay? Far less professional. I mean, you so, turn your mic off and your camera off and you can do anything. Yeah. I mean, li- anything. You listen in and then you yep. just have to, oh, if you got to chime in that's real quick, just it. right? <laughs> Unmute real quick and then you move back again. Oh, You're like, oh, yeah. that's good. So I did, I, I read this whole thing. I'm like, is this honestly that big a deal? Really? <laughs> and then, of course, now he has to launch a formal apology to Calgarians as well, right? So that's a big part of good. sanctions. Yeah. yeah. So uh, that's also await that. hilarious to me because I'm just like, uh, I, I hope, can we air it on X, do you think? Like his apology? The Dan McLean virtual golf during a meeting. Right? Like, how <laughs> are you? a virtual meeting apology? I'm sorry. I was golfing instead of attending the council meeting. I was bad. <laughs> I was a naughty boy, and I will never do it again. Yeah, I'm like, going to have a hard time believing whatever oh apology comes Lordy forward. Oh, He'll probably do it again just like we all will, right? I think we will. <laughs> no. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Friend of the show, Brian, sent us one of the best literal business names I've heard in a while. He passed this place in Edmonton on the weekend. Yeah. It's called Simply Cremations and Funeral Services. Okay, yeah. So quite simply, 
That is what they do. Very simple. Cremations and funeral services. Yeah, we get it. They will not be complicating anything there. Sure won't. Very simple. What do you do for work? Uh, well, quite simply, cremations. Do you even note it in the title? Simple. We keep it simple. Right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you've lost a loved one recently, keep it simple. At Simply Cremation Funeral Services, we give you two options for your stiffs. Burn or bury. You want to burn them or you want to bury them? Uh, mm, c- could I do half and half? Ah, oh, the boin and berry. Can, can I get a boin and berry out here? No need to complicate things. They're dead. They won't know. Simply cremations and funeral services. None of that fancy stuff. Burn them down or stick them in the ground. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. We got another submission for one of the worst Christmas carols out there. Okay. Um, This one is from Min. And it's Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, but by Mary J. Blige. Have you ever heard this song before? I don't think I have. No. Okay, so of course we have to investigate to see. And this is after talking about Michael Buble and then... His jingle bells where he just like... Awful. There's just... Noodles it out so much that it doesn't really sound like jingle bells there's anymore. There's so much noodling and so much excessive things. That it's just and there's too some much. scatting that goes oh, on. Yeah. It's just so, too jazzed up, really, is the problem. So. I want to bring you uh, the Mary J. Blige here. So it starts off okay, right? Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Okay. Very shiny nose. I mean, there's a big double bass there, but that's okay. I was going to say, the way that upright bass is walking, I feel like she's going to take some liberties with it a little later on. So we're going to jump ahead. Stage right Mm -hmm. now. Oh, yeah, she is. All right, here's the horns. Okay. So it's escalating a little Mm -hmm. more. Mm Still not so bad. Now we got a sax solo. Oh. Oh. Okay, and then, uh, shockingly, though, that's kind of where the crescendo happens in the song. And then we go, oh, no, that's worse. So like then the scatting point, jumps have... into two of you, three of you. I don't know how many people are scatting here with the horns and the double bass. and the. At this point, it's no longer Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Nope, it's nope. just it's something else. Yes, just yes. But jazz. that's, again, kind of the pinnacle right here. Right? And you're right, just jazz now, like just some some jamming going on with all the jazz musicians she found but then she slows her down but here's the thing do you hear that little talking in the background that's happening okay so if you listen really carefully there's some There's, mm-hmm, th- th- mm-hmm. which is just that it's hurting my brain. I don't know why that's even in this song. Why so, leave it on the recording? Yeah, like why is that there? So this is the Jeez, song we in a grand nutshell. Came a long way from where that started. Oh didn't my we? god, it we started off. with just this. That's it. Rudolph the red-nosed ring. And then oh yeah, and then we get the. Yeah, it just says, it's, whoo. Heavens me. I just finished listening to this audiobook, Shauna. It was about a an Alberta woman who was kidnapped in Somalia in 2008 and held hostage for 15 months Oh God! by a, a radical Islamic group there. Um, and the last time I'd asked for uh, reading recommendations from my Instagram friends, this was the one that was most rest- recommended, this book. It's called The House in the Sky. Uh, her name is Amanda Lindhout. And she grew up in like Sylvan Lake and Red Deer and then lived in Calgary for a bit before she okay. went overseas and got captured. Um, but it, like this audiobook was 13 hours long and I crushed it in two days because I just couldn't stop listening. It was so gripping. I can't imagine what she would have gone through. No. Yeah, it's awful. Uh, it was awful. So she, 
she was over there as a as a as a freelance journalist, and she and her traveling companion, an Australian photojournalist, were kidnapped and like held in dark rooms apart from each other. She was raped, tortured, oh my God. beaten for fifteen months, uh, and then eventually her because the, the captors I think were demanding two and a half million dollars or three million dollars for their release initially, and they like their families like we don't have that money. Yeah, and the governments won't won't negotiate with kidnappers like that, right? Because then it would just be open season on kidnapping anybody right um so her, their families came up with i think i think a million bucks is what it ended up being and they were able to get her out but she she wrote this memoir and uh, i think it came out like 10 years ago it's i know you like stories of resilience i sure do so you would it's a it's a hard listen at times just because how she describes what she went through well and that's i was but, like how do you even recover from that I don't know, and now she works as a as like a keynote speaker. I think she lives in Nelson, BC these days. Oh, that's amazing. Um, but I think she has made a a pretty remarkable recovery given all that. Because I was thinking the same thing. I was like, listen, to this like, how would ever anybody ever be the same? I mean, I'd hope after- that you'd have tons of resources at your fingertips after that, but. Yeah, and I think like this book probably made her yeah. a lot of money. But she uh, she's also done some humanitarian work since then. But just like one of the toughest women that I've ever heard about. Wow. Like, considering that she was able to like survive yeah. going through that. Um, yeah. So if you like that those sounds amazing. tales yeah. of, yeah, like determination and people who find themselves in terrible situations and manage to get through it, uh, it's called A House in the Sky by Amanda Lindhout and it is something else. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. I don't know. I don't know if you saw this, Beckler, but it, it made me laugh yesterday. So the federal government is looking into reducing greenhouse gas emissions by offering ranchers financial incentives to reduce the methane produced by their, their farms. So one of the ways they want to do this is to encourage ranchers to use a feed that would reduce the methane produced by their cows. In other words, Beckler... I know where you're going with this. The federal government... <laughs> is spending money to eliminate cow farts. <laughs> the country of Canada is trying to battle climate change by reducing the fart of cow. The country... I mean, on, <laughs> on one hand, I know that, you know, cattle are an enormous yes, I know. Uh, contributor I know. Mm-hmm. to greenhouse gases. It is, yeah. On the other hand, like, this does seem like the kind of thing that indicates we've lost our collective minds my god like can you imagine internationally this getting sent across like canada is trying to make cows cows fart less to battle climate change like i just yep a groundbreaking anti-cow fart program like Hmm. okay down the question though does this work on humans and like down the line, could we collectively just eliminate farts altogether? Like if this, you know, what I mean? like if we're if we're reducing the farts in cow, uh, we could then translate that to reducing the fart in human. Sure. And then, I mean, worldwide, if we all got on board and could reduce farts or eliminate altogether, <laughs> how much greenhouse gas are we cutting down? It's a here? good question. There's eight billion of us now. Like this is what I'm thinking. Yeah, we take care of the cows. Then we we start with human. We tackle the highest polluters among humans yes, right the gassiest of those yes of yes those with bad bums uh lactose intolerant humans perhaps aim for them because yeah. i personally firsthand can know that that's not a good one great that's too much info yeah but- people who are really on the high protein diet high fiber <laughs> diets also bad for gas yeah and the, the cows of course across the world 
We should start our own <laughs> activist group. You know how there's like this Just Stop Oil, which the, the group that's making headlines for their disruptive protests. Uh-huh. Yeah. We could be quit farting. Yep. <laughs> right next Stop to the Just farts. Stop Oil. Stop the quit farting. Stop the farts. <laughs> but, yeah. Say no but, to farts. Butt plugs. I heard you. <laughs> better diets. <laughs> We can advocate for that. We can glue ourselves to the road till people quit farting. Well, then the counter-protesters would just come and they'd extra gas it up, right? They'd just come and fart right in your face. It would just be a Shoveling beans into their mouths and hustling out. You got to counter-protest this thing going on. The next international headline, the protesters farting on the counter Oh, my God. Stop the farts. Stop the farts. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. I was at this event recently and a woman got up to speak and she began by encouraging everyone to hold space and I thought okay, I don't know okay. what that means but okay and then later in the event someone else said it to hold space was this some sort of yoga event uh no but it had that sort of like vibe okay that sort of vibe that sounds like a very yoga thing yeah I was like what the hell is hold space I've never heard that before yeah. here I've heard it twice is this another white girl buzzword mm. you know like sitting in the vibrations of abundance that yes. sort of thing yes it sounds like it yeah, so uh, I looked it up, and it's, it's a term that's often used in therapy. Oh, okay. And it means like to show up for someone, to be fully present and without judgment. You okay. hold space. Interesting. You hold I thought, space for that person. I didn't. That okay. I I would not have guessed that. I would have thought it meant just like you know, give space, like back up and don't get close to people, kind mm. of thing. So it's the opposite. All right. Stay cool. where you stay where you are. Hold that space. Yeah. Right. Hold it. Okay, cool. Well, that's a new one that we can add to the white girl, white girl buzzwords. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Okay. From the world of therapy, there's a lot of those therapy terms that have made their way into totally boundaries. We talked about boundaries. Boundaries yes, are huge right now. Setting too. boundaries. Yep. Uh, the word gaslighting is real big right now too. Is that from therapy? I, I don't know. That. I don't think. I think it's a term that's been around for a while, but it's super popular right now. Hmm. Uh, uh, you could use the whole thing in a sentence and. Someone 10 years ago would have no idea what you were talking about. The abundance of vibrations of your boundaries of your yeah, holding I've been space. Yeah, gaslit. So I'm just going to set some boundaries here and hold space while I vibrate in the uh, abundance. It sounds inappropriate. When sure, you does. Say it like, Excuse sure does. Excuse me. What did you just tell? What did you say to me? What was all that? Uh, speaking of white girl things, I have a couple quick white girl sayings to add as well. Uh, I follow this page on Facebook, and uh, all they do is post white girl sayings and. They're not good, Beckler. Let me just read off. These are their last posts, okay? I don't rise and shine. I caffeinate and hope for the best. Okay. A day without sunshine is like, you know, night. Like, what okay. even is that? I don't really get Moving what you're trying to say there. Napping is a sport, and I'm a star athlete. Yes. 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 I'm not a shopaholic. I'm helping the economy. <laughs> Money, or Monday, when even coffee needs coffee. Anything to do with Mondays in the case of Monday, like that is just, that's the next case of Mondays right there. Yeah. And then last one here, exercise. I thought you said extra fries. Oh, boo. <sighs> boo. 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 So many of those so fall boring. under, there's like an entire personality trait yep. and the, that personality is I eat, right? 
I eat and I sleep. I sleep. And I drink wine and I drink coffee. And I like to and shop. I'm lazy. It's just it's like, like, it's the most cliche. Oh. Come on, Dad. You're not even trying. Bull. So it's like, boo. 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 You've been listening to the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative. X 92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at x929.ca and don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have Beckler and Shauna downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later. After Hours, a weekly podcast that brings X Afternoons with Mariah and Ty to another level of awesome and allows you to listen on your own terms. Go behind the curtain and hear the stuff you won't hear on the radio. Like, f they're going to say f Find X After Hours wherever you get your podcasts or on the X app.